You're listening to Ask Dr. E, where Dr. Michael Easley answers your biblical and theological questions in 10 minutes or less, or sometimes more like this episode. Here's today's question. Hey, Dr. E, this is Mallory calling from New York, and I've been reading a lot about the Israelites lately, and I was curious if there's salvation for any of the other people groups that were alive during that time or if all of the other people that were alive during the Israelites' time um, weren't saved because they weren't part of that group. Hope to hear this on the air. Well, we're glad for the question, and we're thrilled to put it on the air. It's a great, great question. Let's start, first of all, with the Abrahamic covenant, uh, perhaps overlooked by too many of us. When God calls Abram, go forth from your country, from your relatives, from your father's house, to the land which I will show you. By the way, he didn't know where he was going yet. And I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great, and you will be a blessing, and I will bless those who bless you, and the ones who curse you I will curse, and in you all the families of the earth will be blessed. There was no universal uh, family known as just the Jew by this time. So this is a broad, uh, sweeping Abrahamic covenant, all the ethnos. By the time we get to the New Testament, of course, we read, make disciples of all nations, the word ethnos. But let's, let's take a look at a couple of individuals that may help. So first of all, it's a great question and one that uh, I commend you for thinking uh, that deeply about the scripture and about the role of the Jew and the Gentile at that time. In Joshua chapter 2, we meet a friend we well know. Uh, Joshua, the son of Nun, sent out two men, spies, and he says, go into the land, especially Jericho. So they went and they came to a house of a harlot whose name was Rahab and lodged there. And by the way, sidebar, Hannah, I just read an abstract the other day. There's a guy who thinks the word harlot should be innkeeper. What? Yeah. Yeah, pretty interesting. Yeah, just one of those little things your father gets lost in the weeds on. But uh, Rahab the Harlot, interesting uh, name to be known for out through all history. Uh, Let's go back to the text. So Rahab is certainly uh, in Jericho. Uh, We don't have any indication that she is a believer in Yahweh Elohim. In fact, it seems as though this was a result of the spies have gone to the land, which is obviously parallel, Joshua and Caleb are the only ones who came out in Numbers 13. So now they're being sent into the land. And this is the so-called scarlet thread of the story. She's promised that because she gave sanctuary to the two Jewish spies and Jericho is going to fall, she's promised that her and her family will be saved. So that's an inkling of the uh, offer of Yahweh Elohim, which, again, let me back up a, a skosh and say, all come to faith the same way. All come to Christ in our vernacular the same way. It's by faith in what God has done in the person and work of Jesus. Old Testament saints believed, Abraham believed God. It was reckoned to him as righteousness. So faith is still the means by which we're saved, whether we're a Jew or a Gentile. So Rahab then, of course, becomes part of the so-called uh, Hebrews Hall of Faith. In Hebrews chapter 11, we read in verse 31, by faith. Rahab the harlot did not perish along with those who were disobedient after she welcomed the spies in peace. 
So we've got her as an example. And obviously we could look at uh, Ruth, who is known as Ruth what? The Moabitess. And so the backstory there is a man named Elimelech and his wife Naomi have left uh, Bethlehem because of a, a famine. They've gone to Moab and there his sons marry Moabite women. Now, we have no idea if these Moabite women became Jews before they were married. They're living in Moab, of course. It'd be uh, complicated for them to become Jews living in uh, Moab. Let's just say for conversation's sake, they, quote, converted to Judaism. But we have no, we have no recognition of that. And she's forever known as Ruth the Moabitess. And so Ruth will uh, cling to Orpha. She will uh, return with her uh, to Bethlehem, having never lived on that side of the Jordan River. And she'll uh, become part of the family of God. Certainly, uh, by the end of the book of Ruth, we know that she's in the lineage of David and, of course, being in the lineage of Christ. So we've got these two individuals, Ruth and Rahab, who are certainly outside the pale of Judaism. And they have embraced Yahweh Elohim. We would say in our vernacular, they believe Christ, they've trusted in Christ, and they're part of the family of God. Now, let's go to the, what we don't know. The Bible is silent about some of these nations and some of these people groups. Solomon is the one who was the most egregious. He was warned not to multiply wives. The kings weren't to take wives from outside the nation of Israel because their gods would infiltrate, idolatry would corrupt uh, Israel. And that was the perennial weed all the way through the book of Judges. All these external influences were from Chemosh, the Moabite gods, the Canaanite gods, Baal, the Ashtaroth. They infiltrated Judaism. So the story we're reading about the Jewish people is not so much about their evangelistic outreach to people groups around them. But the Abrahamic covenant was certainly uh, global, where we like to use today. It was a word, it was a blessing to all the world because Messiah would come through this lineage from the Abrahamic covenant all the way to the birth of Christ. So to sum up, it's a great question, but I think the offer of salvation, as we'd say in New Testament terms, was available to any and all who knew the Jew. The challenge was in antiquity, in the ancient Near East, they were typically enemies of Judaism. They hated the Jew. They hated the Jew's God, Yahweh Elohim, which is why there's so much bloodshed and war and combating through all of Israel's history except in the times where we do have uh, some peace during the judge's reign and the king's reign. But in the main, they were considered enemies to be exterminated and, um, and fought that fight all the way until 70 AD when they lose the entire city. So anyway, uh, great question. I do think we have uh, people, Rahab and Ruth being two, others that are not known, and we hope many who knew the Jew in antiquity uh, came to trust in their God and became what we would call Christians by today's terms. So let me ask you a follow-up question, because as I'm thinking about Mallory's question and and your response, I know that the Jews were God's chosen people, special, elect, set apart, holy, you know, all the things. But do you think that means that every Jew pre-Jesus was saved, saved by faith? Yeah, of course not. And we we know the means of salvation is the same, believing Uh. in God, believing in Yahweh Elohim, trusting in him. Uh, But we've got examples of, you know, Abigail's husband. I mean, by, by the time of Judges, we've got some outright just, you know, 
horrific uh, Jewish people mm-hmm. that we would uh, sure. let's call them Israelites, not Jewish Israelites. And uh, we, you know, the the sons that offered strange fire before the Lord, Eli's sons, uh, the priest's sons, Phineas, who has to kill some immoral people. Um, the short answer is no. Not all Jews believed in Yahweh Elohim. Not all Jews were righteous and pious. Um, the Book of Ruth is a great illustration of this because the judges is arguably the darkest chapter, 350 to 400 plus years of time, the darkest chapter in Israel's history. Everyone did what was right in their own eyes. Ruth chapter one, verse one, which really is a continuous book says, now it came about in the days when literally the judges were judging. There was a famine in the land. And so you've got this great story Mm -hmm. of a faithful Jew named Boaz. Yeah. A broken-hearted uh, a woman uh, named Naomi, who, by the way, if you haven't heard, listened to the interview with Jean Hendricks, you must listen to the interview with Jean Hendricks on her view of Naomi. Mm-hmm. And then this Ruth, who is obviously outside the pale of Judaism, yep. who comes to faith, who follows Naomi, who is then married to Boaz and grafted into Judaism and becomes in the lineage of Jesus Christ. So the, the gospel uh, certainly is... is to the world from the Abrahamic covenant, uh, Jesus and the Great Commission make disciples of all ethnos, but the stories we're reading are primarily about the Jewish nation. Mm-hmm. So it's not primarily about the Assyrians who believed in Yahweh right. <laughs> or the Canaanites right. who converted. That's not the right. story. The story is God's chosen people in the in the chronicles, if you will, of Israel's history. Yeah, one people group to spread his name, right. just like he used 12 disciples. To, I mean, yeah, I just think it's interesting because I don't know if I'd ever thought... I think we've oversimplified, yeah, God's chosen nation. If you were a Jew, that means you were born, you know, you've got the right straw and you're saved. And then if you're not a Jew, that means that you were an enemy of God. And I guess it really is not that simple. And during Christ's time, if we think of the scribes and the Pharisees, the harshest words Jesus utters are toward the scribes and the Pharisees, the religious leaders of the day. The Jewish Jew that they yep. could be. Yep. So so these guys, I mean, Paul, Saul of Tarsus, Paul the Apostle is a, is a great illustration. Here's a guy that's... Uh, typifies a Jewish academic lawyer. And when we say lawyer, it's not how we think of law today, but a, a, an expert of the law of God, mm-hmm. an expert of Torah. Uh, and he is persecuting Christians for the name of Judaism. And he comes to Christ in a profound way. So uh, there were certainly many, many pious Jews who did not believe in Jesus. And I don't think that's a stretch to say there were many Jews in the Old Testament that did not embrace Yahweh Elohim by faith the way right. Abraham did. Um, and of course, we have some some yeah. characters, you know, uh, Joshua who stands out, Josiah the king who stands out, uh, Nehemiah, Ezra, these, these great men of faith, patriarchs sure. of faith, Abigail, Deborah, who were certainly believers of Yahweh Elohim. Yeah. But um, great question. If you've got a question for Ask Dr. E, call us or text us at 615-281-9694, or you can email us at question at michaelincontext.com. We would love to hear from you. Ask Dr. E is a production of Michael Easley in Context. The music for this show is composed by Jason Germain, and you can find more biblical resources at michaelincontext.com.